It's time for the Counterclockwise podcast from the Incomparable Game Show, recorded May 2015. Counterclockwise. Four people, four nerdy topics, in 616 minutes or less. Welcome back to Counterclockwise, where we have a fantastic four. I'm your co-host, Dan Morin, and I'm joined... By my co-host, across the mists of time, Mr. Jason Snow. Across the Bifrost. Hello, Dan. <laughs> How are you? I I am so well, and I'm just so glad to be here back on Counterclockwise. Yep. Once a month, we take our format from our other podcast, Clockwise, invert it, make it nerdy, and post it in the Incomparable Game Show, and that is this one that you're listening to now. Yay. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, listener. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> We're so glad you're here. And that's all we have time for. No. Um, so two, we have two fantastic guests making up our Fantastic Four. To my right, you may know him as the proprietor of Very Nice Website and the co-host of The Rebound, Mr. John Moltz. Uh, Excelsior. <laughs> well, well played, John Moltz. Well played. <laughs> thank you. Thank and you, to my you. right, it is frequent incomparable panelist, Lisa Schmeiser. Hello. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. I, I, you're especially uh, these days doing the Flash Flashcast. I am. Um, so that's mm-hmm. which I'm. In, I'm a listener, and I really enjoy. Yeah, don't. That. We can't switch up out. the universes today. Yes, though, don't. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, keep your DC not, well, and well, your Marvel separate. The we are. Yeah. We are. All, yes. Yeah, we're going to keep the DC and the Marvel one separate. And Dan, I you promise. and John talk about Arrow a lot too. So yeah, that's we, true. We're, but we're not true. talking about that today. Yeah. Our topic. Our yeah. topic this time is Marvel Comics movies. Indeed, as Jason said, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, also known as the MCU, very popular. We had the Avengers Age of Ultron come out uh, in this this very month. Uh, I believe Ant-Man comes out at some point in the next couple months, which is also an MCU movie. There have been many of them. If you've missed them all, I don't know how. You must be living in a cave, building an arc reactor to keep yourself alive from a piece of shrapnel getting closer and closer to your heart. That's the only explanation. And that's a reference to a movie you haven't seen. They're just watching stuff that's on IFC. And you're listening to the wrong podcast. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why you're here. Did, Anyways. You, did you lose a bet? Is that why you're here? <laughs> Possibly, yeah. <laughs> so we have... Examine your life choices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have four people, four topics. I'm going to kick it off by saying which Marvel character that we have not yet seen on screen would you like to see in the MCU? And I'm going to let Mr. John Moltz lead us off here. Yay! Okay, my pick is the current Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan. Uh, she is in her own book and is, um, one of the Inhumans, uh, spoiler alert. And, um, it's a great, it's Spoilers a great book. Spoilers for comics that are out it's, there and have it's been one published. Of the few, it's one of the few that I read with, um, you know, feverish regularity. And it's, it's like, they, they've done a lot of those high school student gets powers things, but this is a really good one in particular, just because you know, she's kind of a different, she's, um, she's Muslim and it's just a different take on that kind of story. She has different, um, set of things that are affecting her life and it's a really good story. She's, so, a, she's a gigantic I don't think there's a, nerd too, which is really She's funny. also a gigantic and nerd. And she's in yes. New Jersey, which is underrepresented. And, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Superhero in New Jersey. How can you go? Uh, no, sorry. Veto. New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> you got a thing against New Jersey. I do. It's true. Yeah. I'm biased. Jason. So that's my pick. I, you know, I don't have high hopes that it will actually happen, but uh, I well, would she's love very to see popular it. right now. She so is. I, in yeah, some ways, I wouldn't be surprised. That doesn't matter. She's she can't be played by by somebody who's a reliable Hollywood A lister. Yeah, maybe. 
unless Maybe. Vince Vaughn decides to really stretch. Well, you could do, you could do like, oh yeah, Vince Vaughn. There, there you go. We're getting ahead sorry, on the fantasy just, casting. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, I skipped ahead to another question. <laughs> I feel like that's a like you know maybe maybe something you could do on Netflix. You know, as sort of like a thirteen episode uh, that would series. Be, that would be a good pick. Yeah, that's a nice one. Because I, I agree with you, Lisa. The, the the cynicism of Hollywood is such that yes. you probably could not have her headlining her own movie at least at this point we all hope that things can change but i feel like you could still make a really compelling tv show whether it be on netflix or elsewhere about that and you know i they've had some good success with with female-headed uh tv shows like agent carter mm-hmm. so yep. i'm i would i would always i always am hopeful it's a good one um i i've got a couple i was thinking about um what i would like to see maybe in guardians of the galaxy 2 uh, i'm a big fan of the um the classic sort of 70s era Marvel superhero Nova, who is uh, referenced in in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie with the Nova Corps on planet Xandar. But the Nova Corps in that movie are sort of like flying uh, spaceships and stuff. And uh, the, and R- Rich Rider as Nova was uh, more of a superhero. He was a cosmic superhero, um, a Green Lantern-esque character from Marvel. And I, I would love to see uh, a, a Nova in that format appearing in Guardians of the Galaxy. Or alternately, um, Rom Space Knight, who was another Marvel cosmic character that was really cool, a guy in a big suit of armor, who Apparently, they wanted to put in the movie uh, in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, but there were some rights issues because it was a, like a toy joint venture with Mattel. Right, so Marvel and right. Mattel share the rights. But the Space Knights as a concept in the Marvel Cosmic Universe is actually pretty cool. Um, back back on Earth, I'd say the other characters that I would love to see a show or an appearance in a movie from is uh, Cloak and Dagger, which was a, uh, a great uh, creation from the 80s. And actually, Brian mm-hmm. Bendis did a really nice kind of re- uh, remix version of them in the in ultimate spider-man toward the end of the run of ultimate spider-man so i throw them out there too i I, that would be a cool they've got a cool set of powers she's got like her laser knives that she throws and he's got his big teleporting cloak and they've got an interesting relationship war actually i'm kind of hoping that we'll see them as inhumans in civil war that would be awesome because they're you know they're they're not i think they're not mutants they're Mm -hmm. like there was some horrible accident they were street kids who got abducted yeah exactly experimented Experimented on on. yeah. yeah Well, that's yeah, kids. You had to qual- well, this is how you qualified the interracial friendship, because she is blonde and waspy and from a good home, and he is none of those things. And so they had to explain that association. In yeah. Dennis's remix of it, um, they're, uh, they're prom dates. And right. and they're getting a car crash and and their bodies are taken away and experimented on. They're brought back to life basically, and with these horrible powers. And it's 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 actually kind of nice because it's more it's more tragic. Well, it's more it's more it's more tragic that this horrible thing has happened to them and and yet they you know they get this new lease on life but they've also got these weird uh powers that they have to deal with so it's a kind of a a nice spin on the on the on the story so those are mine Mm -hmm. uh we're gonna need a lot more we're gonna need a lot more lsd for some of your (laughs) 70s cosmic stuff Yeah, hey, Richie Ryder. He was—I mean, really—it was not that. It was not that far out. It was not Jack Kirby far out. It, he was—he was literally like, "Let's, hey, Green Lantern's a thing, right? Let's do that. <laughs> Let's I have blue and gold up, lantern." Doesn't yeah. he show up in the Ultimate uh, Ultimate Spider-Man animated series? I think Nova is a character. Yeah, and there's a new. There's a new. They've got a kid Nova now, basically. Yeah. But whatever. I, I like that. I like that uh, character, and and it would fit perfectly. And I, I don't. I wasn't satisfied with just the tip of the cap in the first Guardians. All right. Lisa, what about you? I have one that could be um, a slate of hand, as it were. One of my favorite books in the last 15 years was Peter David's X-Factor Investigations. 
And um, <clears throat> the premise was that Jamie Madrix, who we all know as Multiple Man, opens a, a detective agency with other mutants who are at best like C-string C X-Men or, or C-string villains. And he works with uh, Monet St. Croix, also known as M here. He works with Wolfsbane, um, Richter, a couple other people. It's based in Detroit. And um, there's there's a, a lady who may or may not be from the future, Layla, who knows things. And you could, these, although Multiple Man did show up in the X-Men movies, he showed up for like literally 10 seconds. Eric Dane played him like grins from the back of a truck and yeah. that's it. Like you never see him again. So it wouldn't be hard to bring him over to the MCU with just a different name. Um, and they've already got one inhuman on the agents of shield tv show who can kind of do the same thing so it would be plausible that you'd have another one and they could basically be an inhuman detective agency operating out of the midwest and um i'd like to see that basically as a netflix movie or as a netflix series failing that i think it'd be fun to launch a runaways movie um that was the comic series that yeah. brian that brian mm -hmm. k vaughn launched where um it basically asks and then answers the questions what do you do when you discover that your parents are all supervillains who are plotting yeah. to hand your world to interdimensional demons <laughs> and um as you do sure I, well i think ask I think, for like, a raise for your allowance for first i, mean. <laughs> I, I think well it's it's great because it's there's there's a lot of betrayal baked in there are some very complicated parent children relationships okay. baked in there's the nice heel turn by one of the characters towards the end i really feel like the first arc where they have to um go through the the, the typical teenage drama of, of psychically separating from your parents plus oh fighting your parents and fighting off the demons i think that'd make a great supernatural movie and um in the in the original comic series, there's a cameo by Captain America at the very end, like because the Avengers miss all of the action and show up after the world has been saved. And I really like the idea of this happening. And then like Chris Evans wandering on off. Okay, <laughs> that was a thing. We were distracted. Please fill us in. <laughs> I think that would be great. So either one of those are my picks. I, I'm a sucker for ensemble movies, and I think the Inhumans could could. Shake a little bit of that that black bolt Medusa really kind of association if if you went with the X factors and that cool funny snarky, but with a big beating heart underneath that thing that Peter David had mastered. Excellent. Also, well, uh, I like your idea of of having it just be a, an off brand version of the Multiple Man. We can call him Duplicate Dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you just just call him Madrix because um, I'm not sure they even referred him by name in the X Men movies. Several Steve. <laughs> well, I actually think uh, Madrox P.I. would actually be a big winner there. Oh my god, make him grow a mustache. <gasps> <Yeah>. <gasps> yes, Madrox, yes. Madrox, Madrox, and Madrox. Yes. Lots of Larry's. Only one of them has a mustache, actually. He can duplicate everything except the mustache. <laughs> you guys, seriously, you should read the books, especially because one of the premises is that he sends all his dupes out into the world to live different lives and learn things, and then he reabsorbs them so he can absorb their memories. Mm. And this would and and there are some really interesting questions about personhood and free will that come up during the course of his grand experiment because some of his dupes are are more or less amenable to being absorbed than others. That alone would make like a fascinating like thirteen episode series on Netflix where where every week he's hunting down a new Maddox with with the help of his little PI friends and some of them are like ugh fine you found me and then I was like no hmm. and and they, they go from there. Well, that's an excellent choice. I'm going to pick uh, a really wacky character, and that is Moon Knight. Yay! Oh! Uh, <laughs> Moon Knight, man. who is, uh, I think, often sort of described as, well, he's, he's kind of like Batman. He's except crazy he's Batman. Cra crazy Batman. <laughs> um, he is like a, a vigilante who is super trained, but he has like multiple identities. 
uh, including as like a like a playboy and like a <laughs> cab driver. <Yep>. You know? <laughs> uh-huh. It's not often you find them in the same person. <laughs> yeah, there's also a whole weird like uh, ancient Egypt past lives thing where they think he's like a some sort of like incarnation of a god or something like that. Spirit of Khonshu, yes. Uh, yeah, and so uh, I think that there's just... In some ways, you can kind of do whatever you want with him because at various points, he's been almost everything, it seems like. I mean, I was looking through his Wikipedia entry beforehand. He's like, he's been a boxer, a Marine, a CIA operative, a mercenary. <laughs> like, you know, and so you basically got... I think what you could do is a really cool anthology show where every episode, like of a 13-episode Netflix series, because that's apparently what we all do now, is like a different tone almost. And like, yeah. you know, you have like a noir-ish episode and like a war episode oh, and all good. these things. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, in various ones, it's sort of like, maybe he's not even Moon Knight until the end and he sort of puts all the pieces together and becomes a superhero but he's got like some of the gadgets and he's got armor that's uh you know somewhat Iron Man-ish at times um it's just it's just such a wacky character um that I think it would make such a fascinating show uh because it it, it would be entirely unlike anything that we have seen I feel like um, you also got potentially like Minori. So he's a, he's an American rabbi's son. So you got you've got sort of you know you got the the minority angle. So that, that's an interesting <laughs> that's like spin best, on it. You could have like a one episode could be like a Jewish family drama. You know, <laughs> oh, I I would totally nice. watch the show. <laughs> yeah, no, there was a there was a comic series where his uh, he his multiple personalities changed, and they were Spider Man, Wolverine, and Captain America in his head, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny too. Yeah, the the classic uh, what Doug mentioned, Bill Sinkovich. Uh, Moon Knight issues are, are, are kind of insane and crazy and brilliant. I think Bill Sinkovich and Crazy go together in the same yeah. sense. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Oh, I, yeah. Did anybody, does anybody else remember like the Demon Bear saga from, from the New Mutants? Oh, yeah, and, sure. And, yeah. That was mm-hmm. pretty, yeah. Well, that was, I, I was primed for that having read Moon Knight. So <laughs> I knew it was, I knew, knew it was, it was coming. coming. I think that, I think that's a good one, Dan. I, think I, I was really good, another good acid trip. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> My backup one was a British comedy that is basically Excalibur. Um, with Captain Britain and everyone. It's like, I feel like now that Edgar Wright is off, you know, did not get to direct Ant-Man, we should bring him back to direct like sort of a almost comedy of manners with the Excalibur team. So uh, I get to rank your answers now. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is exciting for me. Um, (laughs) uh, And I am going to say that I like, I actually really like Lisa's PI, PI angle. So I'm I'm giving her top marks for that. Yay! Uh, yeah, so you, you may have all of the arbitrary points. Um, in second place, uh, I will say I actually really want to see the Ms. Marvel series, so I'm going to give John my, my second place points. And Jason, I know how good, you feel about me, Dan. A good I'll choice, but, uh, you know, you just, you know, I, I think I don't have enough LSD is what I'm saying. I think I need some more LSD to be sold on Nova. All right. I'll get you some. I hope nobody's listening. I know a guy. Oh, yeah, sure. All right, that's one topic down. So many more to go. <laughs> I'm glad we've got more minutes than usual. John, you're up. I'm up. Okay. So I believe that most of the casting in the Marvel comic universe has been, cinematic universe, has been pretty good. Uh, particularly good uh, as Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Oh, yeah. But um, if you could recast one part, who would it be? Why? And who would you put in the role instead? 
So I was really excited about this because I thought recasting is such a fun game and Lisa is an expert recaster and she's on the show. And then, I, and then I, I thought about it and, and John, you are absolutely right. The casting in, in the Marvel Cin- Cinematic Universe has been yeah. really good. Like gen- I, generally fine. I, I was looking at the movie and, and they get like really good actors to come in and say, sure, I'll do a superhero movie. And so you, I, I was everywhere I looked, I was like, God. You know, that, that person's, you know, you could replace Terrence Howard with Don Cheadle. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> oh, I, wait, I thought about happened. making that joke. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here's what I got. And some of this is about the script being a problem. And some of it is just, I, you know, I like Lee Pace as an actor when he's the pie maker on mm-hmm. Pushing Daisies and all that. But as Ronan, he's a he cipher. And mm. it, it's, it is a waste in, for the actor. And I think it also doesn't serve the part well. I would like, and I th- this is where it breaks down and maybe you guys can help me. I'm not quite sure who uh, is the right fit, but I want a big over-the-top performance from somebody. I want a scenery-chewing villain, some actor who can do that. If Liev Re- Schreiber. If Ricardo Montalban was oh, still available, I would t- I would toss him in there. But maybe, maybe Liev Schreiber is the, a good the rock. E- example. But I, I was going to say The Rock, Defiance, yeah. I, no, 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 no. The, the Rock you save for a hero. But um, I recently saw Defiance, which is where Liev Schreiber and Jamie Bell and um, Daniel Craig all play um, three brothers who effectively started Jewish settlement in the um, Belar- the, the, the Belarus woods during World War II to prevent people from getting wiped out. And at some point, Leib Schreiber gets into a fight with his brothers and he goes and fights for the Russians. And he is basically like coiled menace for 90 minutes of film, like just relentlessly angry and lethal and, and single-minded. And when I watched that, I thought, wow, um, I get why they they cast him as Victor Creed in in the Wolverine movies. We don't have to talk about those, but yeah. I thought he yeah. really needs like he's he's got the imposing physicality because he's not a small dude. He's got a really imposing physicality. He's got a great voice because he n- narrates like a billion HBO documentaries, and he and, and more importantly, like he always respects his material no matter what he's in. And I really feel like he'd be a great he'd be a great supervillain. Well, so maybe maybe him then for for Ronan, but I think Ronan is that is the example when I was trying to look for a car- a cast casting decision that I think was poor. I mean, he, Lee Pace is unrecognizable under the makeup yeah. and all that, and, and he's yeah. added to the script late in the game because they wanted to save Thanos for the Avengers uh, sequels that are coming in a few years. Um, so so the character's problematic, but I feel like Lee Pace, waste of his talents and uh, and somebody huge you know, needed to be in that part who could really just kind of over overdo it, because that would have made that character more interesting. So that's my answer. Lisa, thank you for giving me my answer. Now, what about your answer? <laughs> my answer? Um... Actually, it was funny. Phil and I had to talk about this, and um, I'm sure you're all aware that during the Avengers junket, there was a little bit of a kerfluffle, um, so that uh-huh. colors my answer a bit. I really think they made a mistake in casting Hawkeye. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's and, fine. And, like, the thing is, is Jeremy Renner is a really solid actor. Um, I liked him a lot in the town. I think he does a good job picking up the Bourne franchise. If you need somebody to glare menacingly and make wisecracks, like hooray, that's that's his wheelhouse. And it's pretty obvious that they built the Hawkeye in the movies based on the Hawkeye in the Ultimates, because he's a family man, and he's somebody who actually really enjoys his work, and he's totally fine with having both sides of the personality, and every once in a while there's a little bit of conflict, but not much, and he and Black Widow are just besties, blah, blah, blah. But you already had a movie where you have um, three, arguably four leading types, depending on how you feel about Bruce Banner. And the Avengers really is kind of testosterone heavy. And I would have really liked it if they had recast Hawkeye as Kate Bishop. 
<laughs> your answer your answer is exactly mine. Oh, no. <laughs> Every, all of us want to recast Hawkeye, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. I would like it if they had made Hawkeye Kate Bishop and they had actually made her a little bit older and maybe had her played by Catherine Winnick, who currently plays Lagertha on the Vikings. Um, Winnick is a fantastic physical actress. And the and, and she's in and I think it would have been a lot of fun to have another blonde, almost Nordic type on the team, somebody who is a skilled hand to hand fighter and and very good at like just killing with whatever's at hand, because um, that is one of the characterizations I do like about the Hawkeye in the Ultimates. Um, I've kept reading that is is they point out that this guy he's had some surgery to alter his reflexes in his eyes and he's he's basically capable of turning anything into a projectile and killing anybody. I would like to see it if they gave her the Kate Bishop backstory and then they gave her a little extra something like shield had messed with her reflexes a bit. And now like every time she looks at something, she's like, how many ways can I throw this at somebody to kill them? And, and Winnick is just the right actress to pull that off with a nice blend of humanity and lethality. Well, Lisa's just killed it. So Dan and John, <laughs> good luck. Dan, what, what, what do you have? Yeah. Uh, My answer is well, slightly different. So let's, let's yeah, I was going to continue. I was also soldier re- on. I was going to recast Hawkeye, but I was going to go in totally the opposite direction and say Ooh. we should cast Adam Scott from Parks and Recreation and just go the full-blown <laughs> comedic Hawkeye from like... Because I can I could kind of see him with the with the thing on his nose from the Hawkeye comic books and just sort of getting like into hapless fights all the time and not that really able like to win anything. I just I and I just find him delightful. But uh, I you know I really this is one of those days where it's like you you really should bring a backup for these things. Mm-hmm. So um, I have to say the other character who the other person I would actually like to recast as far as characters go. I, I felt myself kind of left uh, a little unsatisfied with. Um, Sebastian Stan as Bucky slash was, the Winter Soldier. That, that was my backup. Well oh, I done. Uh, mm. He's, he's, he's yeah. fine. He's fine. Mm. But he's he's kind of bland. He's kind of a slab. Is, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Part of that is the character in some ways. But I feel like maybe there's there's more interesting work to be done there. Um, and again, I, I will say, like Jason, I'm not quite sure who the right answer is for someone to for who to recast that character as. But I do think that especially as that character sort of brings on more weight and presumably becomes a more important character in the MCU that I feel like, you know, maybe there's someone who could better handle that kind of uh, that kind of role. So I, I open it up to They didn't cast but. Sebastian Stan um, with knowing that they were going to do Winter, Winter Soldier, I feel like, because I feel like that he was perfectly fine as Bucky. But in Winter mm-hmm. Soldier, he's okay. But I, I, yeah, I agree. They could probably. Well, he doesn't do have a lot. He doesn't have a lot to do in that it's movie. It's true. Like, he yeah. mostly just stand there and glare and, at, the, yeah, and at grunts, Captain yeah. America. Yeah. I would put. I would make Timothy Oliphant the new uh, Winter Soldier. Ooh. To be honest with you. Wow. He's yeah. Because, he's a little on the older side, but well, I really love him. That's the thing, though, is he just popped out of cryogenic storage to kill constantly. <laughs> yeah. So you know, so he, he has aged. So he has aged more than Steve does, and I think that actually presents an interesting thing too, where Steve's still trying to you know relate to quote unquote Bucky as like his contemporary, but. Um, in reality, it's one ninety-year-old dude talking to another ninety-something-year-old dude when, in fact, they're like twenty-six <laughs> and thirty-six respectively. Yeah. Do you get the internet? No, not really. I don't know. Uh, cat memes? I don't know. I along those lines. I, I like BuzzFeed. Yeah, <laughs> along those lines, Lisa. I have to say, can we find a role for Walton Goggins somewhere in the MCU? Because oh my God, I think yes. that would be amazing. Yeah. No, like if if I had yeah if I had my way, Walton Goggins would be in the MCU in some capacity, preferably joining Shield. Yeah, he's a yeah. Shield I guy. think he'd be good in Shield. Yeah, yeah. Like I was so happy when they had Bill Paxton last year because he had that perfect cowboy energy, and mm-hmm. um, they they did a brilliant job with him. I really like the Agents of Shield casting, except for one key part, and um, <laughs> they do a great job with their villains. So. John, have you had time to? Oh, you you're going to give a different do spin I, yeah, on Do Hawkeye, I get right? yeah, well? Yeah, my I I. 
pretty much, yeah, I picked Hawkeye as well. Yeah. But I also went in the direction that Dan went because I just love the Earth 616 Hawkeye because he's just the lovable loser. Hawkeye, and yes. So I thought, I, I, but I also thought Kate, um, Kate Bishop would be a good choice, but I went the comedic route and thought maybe Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Recreation instead of <laughs> <laughs> instead of someone who's like a really defined killer. Um, because I just I kind of think that I mean, other than Tony Stark, you kind of need someone who is a different kind of comic relief in that team um, because he's always cracking wise, but he's also co- completely confident of himself and. It would kind of be funny just to have someone who is really good at their job, but just like also the other people make fun of for some reason. Um, so, uh, but but I felt like picking Kate Bishop was kind of a cheat just because it's not really the same character. So you're you're completely redoing the character instead of like recasting the character. So the other, but I couldn't think of somebody good to take uh, to take Renner's place. The only person I could come up with because I wanted a comedian. I wanted someone who was actually who was who actually had good comedic talents and the only person i could come up with was joel McHale, <laughs> which i, I think would, would be that. a step be possibly awesome. a step too far but i don't know no, we could like, also have interesting. that is he's, kind of brilliant he's a former athlete and he's, yeah he's, i mean like i looked up some of the pictures of him and he's the guy's got guns <laughs> no he no he played for he played football for university of washington he can, yeah he I, can work with donald with donald glover again when he becomes uh the new miles morales yeah. New miles morales yeah i also want to recast the war is it too late to talk about that yeah <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> it's too late to talk. Yeah, we don't have late. all. Yeah, we we are on it. They're so clock, so pretty. Yes, minutes. Clock, yes. He's so pretty though. Every everybody loves. So, one thing though, I love that we've got the full employment plan for the Parks and Rec people. <laughs> yeah, right. So exactly. just, I, I, I thought James Bader was pers- perfectly fine as Ultron, but I would yes. love to hear Nick Offerman read uh, Ultron's lines. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. Yeah, I wanted to hear him read it as uh, as uh, as Ron Ultron Swanson. So, um, so oh, wow, John, I'm never going to get that son. out of my head. John, you get to award us. Uh, you get to. Rank Okay. Us now. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the two people who agreed with me first. Then, so I'm gonna I'm yep. gonna give Lisa number the number one slot, right? Lisa, and, and then and then Dan, and then finally Jason. Really, you should <laughs> give my points to Lisa too because she answered my own question. All right, uh, here's my question for all of you. Um, of the I'm uh, speaking of ranking of the current Marvel Cinematic Universe films, I want you to tell us what you think the best and worst entries are and why. Best and worst of the ones out there for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Lisa, what do you think? Okay, two questions <laughs> before I start. Yep. Are we including the Edward Norton Hulk film? Since you Marvel can is? if you really want to. And you, okay. do, you can also ignore it if you really want okay. to. But that's All part right. That's part of it. That's technically yeah, it part technically of it. Yeah, technically the, the, the Ang Lee one is not. The not. Yeah, yeah right. Yes, the Edward Norton yeah, one is, the, yes. the Ang Lee one with Eric Bana is not. Right. But the, the, okay. Okay. Um, Okay, then that that actually answers all of my questions. So, believe it or not, I'm going to argue that the best movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Guardians of the Galaxy. Hmm. And the reason... Here's why I'm going to argue it is, um, one... It's not an origin story. Like all of these, all of these characters come in pretty fully fleshed out. Um, and it's, it's basically about how a group of, of incredible screw ups maybe learns to work together, but, but there's like, there's no hugging. There's no changing there. There, there's just, you know, they're just, okay, fine. We stick together. We, we like each other now and, and we're going to do things, but eh, whatever. Um, the other reason I think it's the greatest movie in the Marvel cinematic films is because my husband who knows nothing about Marvel beyond what I've managed to get to his head and who like walked out of Captain America vowing to never, ever watch another superheroes <laughs> movie again. 
like I finally got him to watch it and we, we had to pause the movie, the 40 minute mark because he was laughing so hard he couldn't stop. And I thought, okay, this is the movie that manages to succeed at the really tricky task of making, uh, of making longtime comics fans happy with what they've done and, and bowing to the experience of, of having read and loved these characters. But it's also super accessible for people who, who didn't do quote unquote the required reading. And it's, you know, and again, it's funny. The action scenes are pretty, are pretty tight. There's unexpected emotional resonance in some pretty weird quarters. Like, you know, Bradley Cooper gives a heartrending speech about being a, a, a tortured raccoon science experiment that, that is remarkably moving when you're concerned. He's like, all right, someone put him in a room with a microphone and said, Bradley, in this scene, you're a drunken, you're a drunken raccoon. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, Vin Diesel's uh, voice work, you make a lot of, I'm Groot, but you think about what the guy had to work with, and the fact that he manages to flesh out this character is, is nothing short of a small miracle. Zoe Saldana's work is just beautiful and fluid. Um, it's fun to watch, it's kind of lunatic, and it could, in theory, like spin off into its own crazy thing and never return to the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that would be fine. Or, like, these clans could land on Earth at the end of the event, of, at the end of the Civil War movie, and that would also be fine. Like, that's the great thing about it, is there's not a whole lot of contingency or, 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 or well, you have to see this to understand that thing going on. So, that's what makes it the greatest for me, is it's the most accessible and the most fun. Um, and now, as for, Thor 2. <laughs> mm. Um, <laughs> and here is why I think Thor 2 is the worst movie is, um, once again, you, sp- you, you squander a great actor under a boatload of makeup. Um, the dude who plays Malekith, who's, whose name oh, is Christopher Eccleston. Eccleston. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, did we know this Christopher Eccleston? No, we did not. Um, there's just a ton of ridiculous makeup. The accents are all over the place. Again, it literally took me three tries to get through the movie to figure out what the heck was going on. There are lots of loose ends dangling all over the place anyway. Um, the formula felt off, and um, it's it's just this turgid, incoherent mess, and there are maybe three or four good moments, but moments don't justify a movie. Frankly, it could have been like a 15-minute short added to any other movie. I find, your, I find your ideas intriguing, Lisa. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Dan, what are your choices? Well, as I know, I'm going to get ranked down anyways. I'm going to say the best movie is <laughs> Thor 2. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Zero points. Right, you're, really oh. to, you're really committed to Tom Hiddleston's wigs, aren't you? Fist um, <laughs> bump. I will not, yeah, John and I will fist bump. I will not yeah. make this about Thor. I will say that the of the best movies, I think it's a tough one for me. Um, I think the original Avengers might just edge it out slightly. I just, th- there was something in the whole having to build all the way to that point with all the individual character films. And that I think, it's, you know, a big part of it was expectations. Like, how could this possibly be good in some ways? And yet they managed to pull it off. And that, that movie is a delight. It's a great movie. Uh, and I think in some ways that it's the best for me because we, and we talked about this a little bit in Age of Ultron too, there's a degree of difficulty thing. How do you get all these characters into a movie together and have it work as an ensemble, especially when you have all these big egos? And you could say that as well about the production as, as about the characters <laughs> within it. Um, but they managed to pull it off. And I think that that is a, it is a triumph of a movie. It's not without its weak spots, but I think it, it definitely, uh, it definitely does a great job of that. I think Winter Soldier comes close as sort of a second one, but um, I think Avengers edges it out narrowly just due to that degree of difficulty. On the worst side, you know, I've, I've enjoyed all the Marvel movies in one way or another, um, but I think, uh, you know, I would have to probably pick that Edward Norton Incredible Hulk movie. And the, and the Hulk is problematic. I, I think it's hard to do a really good movie about it because Hulk, you know, is a there's a psychological drama there, but when Hulk is on the screen, I always feel like, Oh, he's just a big guy who likes smashing things. It's not really, 
it's hard to get the complexity out of that. And um, he's he's a difficult character to sort of get into. Full credit to Mark Ruffalo for his performance as him in the in the Avengers movies, but mm-hmm. he's also not the center central figure in those movies, right? He plays a big part of it, but he's not the only person on screen. And when you have to root for a big giant green guy running around smashing things and just yelling Hulk smash all the time, like it gets kind. Of, I would you know you might as well just watch Man of Steel. So I, I feel like the uh, yeah <laughs> Does that, he yell Superman with green smash? glasses yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, and so I mean I really like Edward Norton, and I was not opposed to his Bruce Banner either. I think. He, uh, he he did a, a fine job with what what was there, but ultimately it didn't it didn't really work. It didn't come together. All right, John, what are your votes for best and worst? Uh, so my best one is is my my all time favorite, which is uh, Iron the original Iron Man movie, because I think right out of the gate, first of all, it's kind of the kickoff for all of this oh, yeah. stuff, really. And right out of the gate, it completely nails the character, and um, also introduces Phil Coulson, who we love. And it's it's just it's tremendous amount of fun. It has some timing issues because it's kind of weird the way things happen. Like doesn't you know, he he seems to take weeks to make the suit, whereas um, was Obadiah Stane seems to make his in about five minutes. Yeah. And but on the whole, the characterization he's a, he's a Samsung fantastic. to Tony's Apple. Yeah, yeah mm, it's a fast right. follow. John. Fast it's follow. A, <laughs> and it's bigger. It's got a bigger screen. Um, <laughs> so uh, and, it, you know, just like introdu- having I mean, that's the perfect example of them nailing the casting is, I mean, they, they could not have picked a better person and everybody was kind of rooting for that to, you know, before the movie was made, but that was the way to go and they did it. So, um, you know, props to them for, for making the right choice. So, uh, I think that's gotta be, that's gotta be my pick The uh, And I was tempted to switch my worst to that Hulk movie when I kind of realized, Oh yeah, that's right. That's in the, that's in the universe, but I'm going to stick with my original choice, which is Iron Man three. And that is because the, the, the director, is it Ian black? Is that Shane black, Shane, Shane black, Shane black, Shane black, um, basically just didn't want to make an Iron Man movie. He wanted to make like an action adventure movie starring Tony Stark and like it did basically everything he could to keep Tony Stark out of the Iron Man armor. And it's like, OK, you're you're making an Iron Man movie. People come to see Iron Man people. And I also feel like there's a lot of just like bad characterization stuff. There's a lot of hokey stuff with the president. And it's like <laughs> you can't even tell if you're supposed to be supposed to like the president or hate the president. And uh, then the bad guy is not that great. So, and the the action scenes at the end are kind of overblown. So uh, I'm going to stick with that as my. My least favorite. You mean you don't like it when fifty three new action figure uh, Iron huh. Man come and fight? Yeah, Guy yeah. I mean, the one thing I, I have a soft spot for the the Silver Centurion armor, mm-hmm. uh, which is like one of the when I first started reading Iron Man, uh, that was what he was wearing. So I was I was happy to see that personally, but yeah, there's just there's way too much going on at the end, and then he blows them all up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually really like Iron Man three, but I don't like the ending. I, yeah. I think the ending is a mess. Um, I, I don't mind getting Tony Stark out of the armor and, and having him like have to figure things out. I kind of like that. But anyway, so very quickly, um, uh, I'm going to say Winter Soldier is the best. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a tough one. Iron Man yeah. is really great. The Avengers is really great. Guardians of the Galaxy is fantastic. That might be my number two. Um, but I'm going to say Winter Soldier. I feel like it is 
essentially a Marvel Cinematic Universe like mashup movie like the Avengers, even though it's a, a Captain America movie. It's a S.H.I.E.L.D. movie. We've got Black Widow in it. We've got Nick Fury in it. There's a bunch of great action set pieces. There's actually... Uh, there's the ta- Falcon. There's the Todd. The Falcon yeah. is so great. There's this Todd political kind of thing. Uh, Robert Redford is really great and well yes. cast. And it's yes. like that's a really great bit of casting. Um, lots of good stuff going on in that in that movie. Um, so uh, I, I was taken aback. A, a I expected to that you know guardians of the galaxy would be the winner of that summer and instead i actually like winter soldier a little bit more but those are both really great and the worst you know lisa you get three points for uh picking <laughs> thor 2 because that is my choice too uh thor 2 uh, is the worst it is terrible boo no people who like thor 2 no are justice. bad people and should feel bad and, <laughs> and uh and dan i'm gonna i'm gonna rank you second and i'm gonna rank john third because i like iron man 3 i'm, I'm unsubscribing from this podcast yeah and <laughs> <laughs> and that and that, those are my totals. Uh, we are down to one topic left. Lisa, mm-hmm. what is your topic? My topic, um, one of the complaints that to be, and I think Phil is actually legitimate about this, is a lot of the movies get bogged down in their own seriousness and find there's some quipping and some comedy set pieces and so on and so forth, but they're action movies. And I thought, which Marvel book or movie franchise would you actually remake as a as a as a buddy comedy or a comedic film? Instead of it being an action film, Reimagine it as a comedy with a few action sequences in it. Go for the laughs first. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a tricky one. Um, I think, well, clearly the big opening in the Marvel franchises anyway is is the Hulk. And mm-hmm. I feel like maybe there's a good maybe there's a good Hulk comedy to be had. It could be a workplace <laughs> comedy. And, you know, it's all about, oh, the safety regulations. Nobody ever checks the safety regulations. <laughs> Uh, and then we just keep, I think it'd be great if they just keep churning out more Hulk. Because as you know, in the comics, there are different varieties of the Hulk. There's the Gray Hulk, there's Red Hulk, there's all these. And some of them are Bruce Banner and some of them are not. But I think it would just be great if it were just like all the Hulks. And like, they just kept <laughs> like, make, God, can you stop making more Hulks for a second? Sorry, I forgot to turn off the gamma radiation. It, it, could, be too, it could be too many Hulks. Is what it could too, be. Many too many Hulks. Uh, yeah, and then you just throw the abomination in the mix. Because why not? Yeah. You know, eventually you need, you need a bad guy. And so he's yeah. going to be the bad guy. But he's not not a bad guy you know you, so. you've basically described gremlins too is what you've described <laughs> yes but with hulks but with hulks, but with hulks gremlins instead too, of gremlins. But with hulks. yeah exactly there I you would, go i would pay money to see that actually all right coming coming to john uh okay so <laughs> wilson fisk and vanessa in a rom-com oh wow. just <laughs> Just focus on the two of them. And Daredevil is actually just like a side story. He's a, he's like a bit character in the whole thing, but the, the rest of it is done romantic comedy with the two of them. And, and you'd be going think, you know, like Wilson would be saying to her, Vanessa, I'm sorry. I picked that Adam Sandler movie for movie night. I, I wanted it to be special. It, it just wasn't. I kicked so, Adam Sandler to death earlier today. Yeah, right. I slammed his head yeah, in a he car was in my car briefly. briefly. <laughs> I got very upset. I shouldn't have done that. Part of him Sorry. was in my car for a longer period of time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So That's really I dark. just think that could be a, <laughs> yeah, it could be a veritable laugh ride. The kingpin, kingpin. Everybody loves Kingpin. Everybody no, loves Kingpin. It would just kingpin. be Kingpin with an exclamation point. Kingpin. <laughs> and it would be, why can't he? Why can't, why, when it comes why to can't love, he, get a he, always bowls a, he always bowls a strike, not a spare or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> You'd have an awful bowling metaphor in there. 
Well, okay. Uh, so mm-hmm. I've got I've got a couple of thoughts. One is that I actually think that uh, War Machine was used effectively in Avengers: Age of Ultron as a guy who's just trying to impress people with his suit of armor, but he's never going to be Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do a shout out to Big Hero Six, which is actually based on a Marvel comic and and is an action an animated action movie that's also very very funny. I think mm-hmm. um, I keep thinking I, I and I can't come up with what the heroes would be, but I I think that maybe the answer here is a a, a mismatched buddy movie. Yes. Where there are two uh, heroes or villains, maybe, or a hero and a villain, like like a midnight run kind of thing. Oh, where yeah. I, and oh, I, yeah. I, for the life of me, I, I I am blanking on who exactly those characters would be, but I feel like there's something in that that would be really funny. Like you know, you've got to take this this villain out because you need to do something where he has special knowledge, and, and, he, and it's kind of wacky. Get him across uh, the country, and then I'll throw out uh, Hawkeye just because it, once Jeremy Renner is done and we've moved on, I do I do think that they could take the uh the the hawkeye series that is just in the process of finally expiring after you know releasing an issue every eight months um and and do a movie based on that and that would be great and it would be funny and also dramatic and i think that would be cool secret avengers would be another good one to do as i mean because it's already kind of funny it's hysterical and you know and features um modok who falls in love with (laughs) with um with what's her name uh maria hill Oh my god! Well, I yeah. have to read this let's, now. Let's do oh, it. It's really good. It's really oh. good. I, I want to do another shout out for something that is legitimately a hilarious comic, which is Spider Man and the X Men. Which, of course, due to movie rights, will never be made as anything. But Elliot mm-hmm. Elliot Kalin's comic, where Spider Man has to teach a class at Professor, uh, or well, I guess it's the Jean Grey School now, and mm-hmm. uh, he has his own mutants, and of course they get in trouble, and all the other teachers hate him, and uh, it's actually pretty hilarious. And in, and of course, Lisa, it, that's the one that features that moment of like, why would I cure cancer when I can turn everybody into dinosaurs? Yeah. Dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. <laughs> Always a good answer. Yep. Always yes. a good answer. No, uh, I, I want to do my that. homework. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. Z, it works, it works anyplace. <laughs> okay, Lisa, what are, you, what are your uh, own choices? What are my own choices? And then you get for... to rank us. Okay. Um, the Imp of the Perverse in me says that I would really like to turn Thor into a family sitcom. Um, <laughs> 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 All father knows best. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You know, like he comes, like you know, once again, Odin is sleeping at the table, and Loki comes in and snarks. You know, we, other people call them co- comas. We just have to call them the Odin sleep. That's how often this happens. Um, <laughs> most because, um, you know, I, I think Tom Hiddleston has a fine comedic um, timing, and I actually, my argument is that Chris Hemsworth is like he's beautiful, but he's not playing to his strengths in that role at all. And so maybe comedy would help him loosen up a bit. You know, maybe just maybe. Um, Okay, so, so, so Loki so and Ultron get locked in a car, and they have to go from <laughs> coast to coast. And that's what it I is. Would, Loki I would, and Ultron. I would actually watch that. Oh, my God. I, oh, sure. I think that would be, like, the greatest like, movie. They're, they're getting drive through. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ultron's like, really? I'm a robot. I can't even eat. And Loki's like, shut up. I love the chicken nuggets here. I need a slushie from Sonic, and I need it now. This mm-hmm. is why you humans should be wiped out. <laughs> I'm not human. I'm an ice giant. And then it turns into, why is a giant getting an ice giant getting a slushie? Yes. All right. I'm going to go with that answer. So Large. To, um, so to rank these, initially um, – it was going to be Dan because I really like the idea of the Hulk as, as Gremlins too. But um, now that Jason's mentioned his perfect team for the for the mismatch buddy movie, I have to rank him first. Dan goes second, and John with the world's oh, creepiest rom com. <laughs> well, I got world's creepiest. That's fine. I win. I win at creepy. Yeah, yeah. world's Yay. creepiest is the best Batman Superman team. <laughs> world's creepiest. 
All right, we just have time for a, a lightning round with a bonus question. Dan, what do you have? So, bonus question. If you could have the powers of any one Marvel hero or heroine, which would you choose? John? Uh, Wolverine, and I think anyone who says any different is lying. Snick. <laughs> Jason? Uh, I I think I'm going to say Spider-Man, although I actually kind of like the Vision's floaty flying that he does, mm. where he just kind of floats wherever he wants to go. That's kind of cool. And he's also got, like, laser beams. But I did the classic choice of Spider-Man, so I'm going to say Spider-Man. All right. Lisa, what about you? Kitty Pride. Mm. Ooh, good one. Good choice. Yeah, good choice. Phase through stuff. Uh, I'm going to go obscure and pick Longshot. Who has uh-huh. amazing? Who has amazing luck? Mm. Oh, that is yeah, that's, yeah that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good one. I like that. Yeah. All right, we've solved a lot of problems here today. <laughs> we've created some new ones while we're at some it. Death. Definitely created some new ones. I, I desperately hope that that Hulk's that a Hulk movie remade as Gremlins two makes it to the screen somehow. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so great. <laughs> That would be pretty good. Oh, J- Jason, we must announce the scores oh, since oh, yes. we had everybody rank. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, Lisa Lisa wins in a runaway. Tell, so, tell, me, congratulations, tell me how badly Lisa. I lost. They'll never have me on again. This and, is then, so- and then other people finished below Lisa. John, Jason, and Dan also played. Uh, we also we also were <laughs> present. You get a ribbon for participation. But Lisa, thank you. Everybody's, everybody's thank you. a winner. This is here so much fun. And, and for, for defeating us all in a, in a game of pointlessness we call clock, counterclockwise. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> and thank you, John Moltz, for being here to be beaten with the rest of us. Uh, flame off. <laughs> <laughs> all of you. All of you flame off. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> um, Dan, a pleasure as always. Uh, we'll be back in a month for another Counterclockwise about another nerdy topic. But until then, we say keep watching the clock. Watch what you say. Dan doesn't know what he says. Excelsior! Excelsior!